0: All right. Okay. Three, two, one. What is up? Hey, Harvey. What is Fuck up, you, Chris? Dude. Coco, dude? All right, all right. I'm gonna do just brief introductions, dude. Okay. But back by popular demand, the Harvey Trujillo podcast is back. I've been noticing a bunch of fucking traffic on my Facebook page. Noticing a lot of people wanting to be interested in me getting this thing going again so i wanted to start this up it's been almost a year since i've done this and i wanted my very first guest to be my very good friend chris motherfucking coco dude what the fuck is going on bro? <laughs> oh he's super
1: honored man it's yeah awesome to be able to kick it with you
0: yeah dude well i wanted yeah. i want I, I really wanted you to be the first because you know you came out of nowhere to come visit me <laughs> and then, you know i loved it i loved it dude i love it when people do shit like that you know it's just you know, and then you show up at my front door. You know, I, th- I thought you, you know, because everybody always says they're gonna. I don't know. People are so flaky these days that you know, when somebody says something, you're like, oh yeah, sure, dude. Yeah, you know, you come through or whatever. And then, you know, oh my 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 dog is sick or whatever. But you know, you came through. You're just chilling at my mom's house waiting for me, dude. And I thought. That's
1: <laughs> so um classic hobby style dude i'll be i'll be home bro i'll be home yeah i'll be be for sure not there. in the living room with your family (laughs) like yeah
0: dude it was uh, yeah it was it was hilarious dude it was hilarious (laughs) but um you know when we were riffing and we were chatting dude and um you know that's what i always loved about our conversations when we were roommates and stuff was like we used to have these cool ass deep talks just going going off on all sorts of random topics man and you know it kind of rekindled this fire to bring it back so then i brought it back i got proper equipment i'm ready to fucking launch into this is one of my goals for this year 2022 to make this at least twice a week try and have some guests on or and to do something and kind of uh rebuild the momentum behind it especially since a lot of people have been saying how do you need to do it i miss it it's so it's cool man welcome chris yeah dude dude. but yeah man i would like i was saying dude i would like you know i think i consider you like my duncan trussell of my friends dude you know like i would i would love i would love for you to if we we you know brought some good which
1: duncan was a little more athletic but i'll I'll take it man
0: (laughs) (laughs) well i i don't mean i don't mean the physicalness of obviously you're like a jacked duncan trussell you are like okay, like the if it. Duncan Trussell knew it. how to murder people. Like, that's I think I think you're even better. Matter of fact, that you're not a soft wispy raspberry man. That sounds like a woman smoking a pack of cigarettes every day. I, don't get me wrong. I love that dude. I hope he oh, doesn't. I hope he doesn't send hate my way. You
1: know. But no, I, I think he'll. Uh, I don't think I don't think he'll notice this. I'll fair it, but, point. But
0: but um. You know, dude, I, yeah, I want to, like, like can, can, can you lead us into, like, some type of, mon- just this, give us, like, an energy, bro. I don't know. Like, what do you do? Yeah, doing? you want a, a meditation? Yeah, I don't know, like, a chant or something, like, you know, just something to, like, get us in, you know, in a focus for this, you know?
1: Oh, you want a chant? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, bro. There's this mantra. It's called the heart sun my mantra, the Aditya Herdayam mantra, and the legend has it dude it's what Lord Rama used to slay the demon king that kidnapped his wife he was all like enough of this so he empowered it's all metaphorical dude Lord Rama empowered his bow with this mantra and took off Ravana the demon king's head and dude it translates to no fear no evil no pain no suffering no illusion can befall the one that holds the sun in the heart the sun is the heart and which is a metaphor for the soul man there's this unbreakable space like there's a transcendent space of our consciousness and our being that isn't traumatized by innumerable incarnations there is a place there that we can access and let it all roll through in meditation. The most horrific things we've experienced, the worst traumas. There's a space in this light of our heart that cannot be broken, and it's kind of how we walk the path. All right, dude. Important. Yeah.
0: All right, I'm fucking excited. You know, I love some sh- <laughs> you know, I love some shit when they be taking people's heads off and all that. So
1: i am um, yeah all
0: right okay all right all right you lead it in I'll, I'll try and i'll try and follow with you try and follow all right you man
1: you. it's a little okay. bit long so let me work it up to you can you drop into the very center of your chest and all do right. a 180 dude and look between your shoulder blades and can you visualize there see there like a blazing fire of unbreakable light and power
0: mm-hmm.
1: can you get a visual on that mm-hmm and then just go and just take a couple skipping steps and swan dive right into that light. And feel that to be the power of your soul, the power of the mystery, your personal connection, whatever that thing is, it can't be broken in you, even though this body's gonna come and go. Like right? cannot break that, hmm. that space behind the heart. If you just repeat after me and we'll get it going. Om Om Aditya Aditya her Hridayam Punyam Punyam Sarv Sarv Shatru Shatu. Bina Dina Shanam Shanam Om Aditya Om Aditnam her Hridayam Punyam Punyam sarv sarv shatru shatru bina bina shanam shanam om aditya hridayam om adinah hridayam punyam sarv shatru punyam sarv shatru. bina shanam ina shanam om aditya hridayam punyam sarv shatru bina shanam. Om, did ye her dying, punyam yam, tar shatru, be dash, Om, did her dying, star, shatru, nash, Om, did ye her dying, shatru, be nash, so just go ahead and rest back in that heart, that space. And that man, that's the metaphor, dude, of the warrior, the, war, the yogi warrior that just stares down all darkness and all fear and all pain and ultimately sees it as an illusion. Yogi warrior that lets himself break to find out what's really true. Like is this whole darkness thing really true? Is this whole suffering really true? Does this really hold up in the presence of the light? it takes mad courage to stare that down. So om dayam punyam sarv shatru Ultimately you find out that this true heart cannot be broken We'll conquer all of it. Can you feel that energy? Mm, yeah, dude, it's nice. i
0: like that that. hell yeah dude that's exactly what i wanted to do to start this shit off gotta fucking lay that foundation down dude gotta lay that spirit realm around us for this fucking shit (laughs) yeah no dude it's kind of cool that i i you know um particularly after like the pandemic dude i've tried to find that 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 spiritualness or whatever that that uh Mm -hmm. transcending thing in in my life because i feel it's incredibly important especially in times when you have to utterly surrender to the environment you know yeah with everything that's going on and then finding um what's the word i'm looking for like the serendipitous moments in life you know i think it's interesting that you opened up with something about the warrior spirit and coming to courage and that suffering are things that we have to overcome. You know, I was just thinking about um, this Nietzsche quote about the the Uber Mitch. and the Ubermensch is the Superman, in which the Superman has to bear the reality that life is suffering. That you will, you know, for a brief moment, you know, this is your life, and it's ending one moment at a time. And in that, you know, human beings, particularly men, are made to suffer. We're made to fight, and in order for us to create there has to be a little bit of destruction and overcoming that fear of death allows us to enter into that, that zone of creativity of the Uber Mitch, which is to formulate and build in the unknown universe around us and to, to create something, you know? So I think that's kind of cool. That's something I've been fucking around with lately in my head. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool, dude. That's cool, man. But um, dude, like, Well, So what have you been up to, dude? I know you went to Nevada City the other day. I have been noticing you've been super active on your YouTube page and I've been seeing some of these
1: meditation things. Like, how has that been going? Yeah, you know, I feel like I have this weird gift, dude, or not even gift or calling or whatever the universe wants for me this lifetime. And that's the process, a shitload of pain through my system that, uh, which is different than what we used to do when you used to beat the shit out of me back in the day at the gym. (laughs) It's just a different, uh, style. There's, um, there's something like there's just fire burning. I've had like, you know, pretty awake dudes telling me like, Chris, your soul like signed up to like maybe take on more karma than it's fair share to really maximize the karmic burn. So, for my processors, um, it's thank God it's not physical, but all the feelings from the past lives are really fucking present. And like it's some shit I can't shake. Like it'll just be in my it'll be in my aura and it'll start to manifest my reality. Like past lives of being a slave, um being burned alive, like straight up having panic attack, not like you know, like panic attacks, feeling like I'm gonna die. Like just the heavy of the heavy. Like it starts to just it's just there. And um Thank God the universe has structured my life in a way where things are, you know, stable, knock on wood, where I can devote a lot of time to spiritual practice. And in sitting in that pain, I can then, for work, uh, professionally help people heal their trauma and help people go back for the heaviest things that are really burdening their subconscious and burdening their lives. So I work for social service and I see people just in Incredible, coming incredible suffering, and you know my life with the pain that I've stood on. Be able to like, cool, you know, I've been there. You can only take someone as far as you've gone. So there's this kind of this momentum to go deeper into my own pain, heal more, and then to whatever degrees available, you can pay that forward. I can see people, you know, understand their psyche and say like, yeah, we can move through that your soul's open for it in this moment like yeah we can move through that I know how to heal that I know that pain I've stood in it we can move through it it's actually really just kind of like nothing on the other side it's gonna suck for a hot second when we break through but we can do it yeah so so like what 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 would you say is like
0: from your clients or whoever it is that comes to learn from you like what is it what is usually the problem that people are asking to seek help for you know I mean obviously You know, is it, is is it anxiety of death? Is it, um, you know, an issue with like parents? Is it, what, what, what is usually the, the thing that you see most in common? Yeah.
1: People there's a circumstance of life is, um, life has a way of making it so uncomfortable. We don't have anywhere to turn and Mm. we have to go in, we have to do the work. We gotta like be accountable for our emotional emanations and our behavior. Um, because life is so uncomfortable, nothing else is working, trying to control the other person isn't working, try to control the family members or life. You're just on your face and it sucks. It's painful. So I see a lot of people in that way. And I've been in these situations and find myself in them frequently. Where like, my God, like the only way out of this situation is to heal something within myself. Because Mm -hmm. that vibe inside of us will literally manifest our reality as within, so without it, literally will hold uncomfortable situations in place until we have that right key, that right key of healing that heals it, unlocks the door and new opportunities emerge, new ways of relating emerge. Mm. I see just, yeah, the challenges of life so would you say that like people hold on to trauma because
0: they believe that those traumatic moments help them survive in the past. So they believe that repeating that cycle will help them to, to kind of live in the now, like, or they think it's gonna keep them progressing in the, in the moment is what I'm trying to say. I don't know if that makes sense, but. We think it's gonna keep us safe. Yes, that's that's it. It's like there's a familiarity with repeating certain traumatic events because, um, you know, I guess like, yeah, you find uh, safety out of that. You
1: find um, it like almost comforting because it's recognizable. And, you know, the part of our being that just wants to be safe wants to say that life is always going to be like that. So it's really interesting, man. I was leaving standalone like two or three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Some dude pulled a gun on me. Like, came at me hella pissed. What? Like, gun in hand, yeah, like, and I was like, you always go to your first trading, right? You taught me this. You always go to your first trading, dude. So, you know, <coughs> my meditating ass is like, internally, like, angels, that's all I got out, <laughs> you know, internally. And I just put my hands up, I was like, dude, please. And he's fucking yelling at me, like, Ugh. and he got in his car and left. Just like, went from zero <laughs> to gun to zero in like less than sixty seconds. I was like, "Fuck!" Wow. But I got to experience it firsthand, dude. I could feel it in my nervous system. You know, part of me is like, "Want well, to join the SWAT team and like go on like vengeance mission." a part of me is like, you know, just want that part that's traumatized. wants to always see the world through that lens of the world's fucking scary. Who knows who's packing heat? This is how the world is. Just to keep me safe from fucking dying. Well, mm. thank God I have the tools and everything and. I find the most effective way, you know, to heal these things that are emotional. That's an experience. That's a memory. That's the most effective way, dude. Like there is divine beings. So like the archangels just roll in. I could feel it, dude. I couldn't even like push it away. Just like roll into my nervous system and just like burn that out. And it's not even with me anymore. But there was that period of time where it's like, fuck, life is, it, that trauma wants to say life is always going to be this way, and you need to protect yourself. And thank God we can release those things, man, because life is pretty fucking miserable when we're in that state of self-protection and in the little trauma box.
0: Right, and I mean, like for me, it's like fine. <sighs> I think where human beings thrive and 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 I feel the most happiness is when we're one foot into safety and we're one foot out into the unknown like the, like, I mean, the symbol of the, the Tao, you know, the yin mm-hmm. and the yang people live the best when, like I said, you're riding that line, you know, of, of uncomfortability, but then having a little bit of comfort, but still pushing, because then it's just like, like how we would work out our muscles, right? Spiritually and mentally, we're kind of flexing those muscles, to make us a little bit stronger. You, you know, like that ha- handling a situation like that is like lifting a little bit too heavy out of your, your fucking, um, your, your comfort zone. And, but, and, but then getting hurt, that's like a traumatic event. Now it's like, Oh fuck, dude, I'm so scared of everybody just whipping a gun out of me. But then you're like, wait, no, I've practiced. I've put in the reps and now here's a moment for me to max out mm-hmm. fucking, fucking bro bro spirit lift right now i'm a fucking totally (laughs) 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 but now you've kind of grown going having that unknown edge and now you've grown from that like in a spiritual sense and a mental sense really you know and i think that i mean for me that's 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 how i would look at a situation like that is that you know the more situations you you can handle like that in in a strong way I feel the, the capacity as a human being, your potential grows a little bit yeah. more,
1: you know, for sure. That's and the I'm really saying. interesting thing is dude, like <clears throat> once we heal all these things that we believe to be like, the big question is what's left, right? How much conditioning can we heal? How much, cause I like at the fundamental, they say in yoga, man, they say in Buddhism, I don't know if it's true, but I met some really wise dudes that are pro this model they mm-hmm. say, like, ultimately, that sense of self is this illusionary construct that's just built out of what we've been conditioned to believe and feel, maybe by our biology or by society or by family. Like, we got this kind of amalgam thing that we call us. So as we start to heal it, like, what's left? What would be left?
0: I mean, I would think that what would be left is that you, you project that healing that I would guess, like um, the way best way I can think about it is like being a, a fractal, like a broken mirror, right? And each traumatic event is like a crack in that mirror. And as we begin to heal ourselves, we slowly pace those back until we don't see a fractal image of ourselves, multiple persons in this mirror, and we see one whole individual. And once we can truly, then we truly see ourselves for who we really are. And in that moment, when we have that self-realization, that hope, I am a good, beautiful, wholesome being, I am, you know, in the Christian sense, uh, you know, uh, God in his image or or the universe witnessing Mm -hmm. itself, then can one, I feel, begin to really manifest and create just like the universe manifests and creates and projects out love. So I think that's why the importance of like things like I think Buddha and and Jesus and a lot of these type of prophets, once they, I think they, that's enlightenment is that they come to that realization. And just like a light, a candle in the darkness, you can't cup it once it's seen, you have to let it shine. It has to be seen. And then that candle can go around lighting other candles that are in this darkness, you know? And I think that the, and I think this is why it's incredibly important, you know, especially what's going on politically, like um, the collectivism over the individual's rights. I feel if the individual is good and whole and has a good understanding of oneself and gets to that point of realization that he is an eventually or evidently a good person who wants the best for his friends, his family, his community, he will project that outwards, starting with his family and friends, and then move on to his community and moving on to maybe his state, moving on to his country and eventually the world. And I think it can only be done through the individual instead of a collective outreach because I feel each person is uniquely different. Each person has their own trauma, their own narrative, their own lineage and story. And I think that the only way we can get to that level is by working on oneself first before trying to broad stroke and change everything for every, every person, because we're not, we're all different and unique in our own,
1: our own ways. You know? Yeah, man. Well said. That's beautiful. There's an interesting distinction of like a a Western therapy type of practice tries to create a healthy person. It tries to create a healthy ego Mm. for that person. And then there are these hardcore, like spiritual, like old true yoga tradition our true Buddhist tradition <laughs> goes beyond the ego, man. That thing gets annihilated. And I, I haven't been there. I don't know if it. I can't validate it from personal experience because it's so unfathomable to go beyond your sense of I, right? Mm. I, I can't imagine myself beyond my sense of I. <laughs> isn't that shit crazy
0: right but maybe that is something biological just for a survival purpose of keeping this meat machine running that we can't get outside of ourselves without maybe the the help of hallucinogens or maybe like a you know astral projection or whatever type Mm -hmm. things that we can't because of just the meat monkey that we're in just is so focused on protecting us with 3 billion years of evolution of of survive, you know, it's just, we're pushing along biologically for, you know, a reason that I cannot understand outside myself, you know? Yeah. Like you said, it's, it's really difficult to comprehend, to comprehend without the help of of maybe some type of outside force or going extremely deep within, which is like what I feel like high levels of prayer
1: and meditation must do. Yes. yeah so that's like the end goal man that's how all the yogis defined enlightenment right or Eckhart Tolle like defines it like it's like beyond this sense of identity mm-hmm. and I don't know man I haven't uh I'm gonna do my best to find out this lifetime <laughs> like is this because those dudes are so much kinder so much wiser something moves through them it's like the mystery moves through these folks yeah and and, but like i like you would i would think why at the end of
0: it when you kind of reach that 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 let's say just for the sake of it enlightenment or just kissing enlightenment seeing a brief moment in it you realize that there is something more than myself as an individual there is something more than my biological urges from like my lowest chakra of food and (laughs) you know, <laughs> fucking and 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 procuring materialistic things that there is something higher because, you know, once once my physical needs are gratified, you know, like um, there's a, I'm trying to think if it's Toy Story or Dasevsky, but there's a saying where it's like, well, you know, you're seeing this now in society where people, and I believe it's because we have no God. There's a vacuum where the spiritualness of, of people is gone i don't know if it's because of science i don't know if it's because of just the way that the but there we're a secular society where we've said that there is no god there is no afterlife so what are we suffering for the suffering is for nothing so then we lead i feel like when there's a god hole in everybody there's a a vacuum yeah and what fills that is nihilism and nihilism eventually leads to this hedonistic pleasure because it's like, well, if I'm going to just be worm food in about 60 fucking years, I'm going to eat fuck and, and get as much stuff. I want to be the dude with the most stuff at the end of the fucking road. (laughs) And at least that's going to be my measurement. And, you know, at least the hedonism, because if we cannot avoid suffering, then let's just nullify it. Let's, let's use drugs, Let's use sex. Let's use materialistic things to numb that suffering. But then, I mean, as like the story of of Buddha or the story of Jesus being tempted in in the desert of saying, we can give you all these worldly pleasures, but knowing that it's all for nothing, because at the end of the day, once a man even obtains these things, it it doesn't solve it. You know, it doesn't fill that hole. So it's one has to accept, yo, you are going to suffer. You will get sick. You will grow old. You may die of a disease. And in spite of that, so what are you going to do with your life? You got to find meaning in it. You know, you got to make something for you. And once you accept that and overcome your death, the, 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 which is inevitable for all of us, then, and only then will you be granted the universe's greatest thing, which is to create something that will outlast you biologically. And I think guys like you and me are, are looking for that,
1: you know? You're really touching on this point of this existential angst, existential dread of like, why? Why create anything? And why an impermanent body? And like, there's this, I don't know, I think we all carry that if we really are honest and tune in. And I you know the greatest mystics say the secret of life is to die before you die yeah. and to let go of that I. That and there's just been brief, you know, periods in my life when I've been like, oh my God, it's gone. Heck yeah. And um, this kind of deathless presence starts to come through, just starts, and all the micromanaging of life, the you know, the worrying, the, the dread, the questions of meaning, like it all just falls away. Mm. So that purpose, man, to take that whatever that inner death, that psychological death, that death of our sense of self before this body leaves. Woo. That's like, uh, I, I I get myself in trouble. Sometimes I call, you know, suffer a little bit too much, uh, <laughs> going for this. And like, just gotta find out like, what's really going on, Javi? What's really going on?
0: You know, I did Jesus, man. How much time do you got? What's really fucking going on? I don't I mean, dude, at the end of the day, I I think what's, what the fuck is going on is that we're just trying to, I mean, like you said, we are, we are God in drag, we are walking each other home, you know, I I always think of this Ram Dass quote, where he's saying is like, when you look deeply into somebody's eyes deeply, Mm -hmm. you see yourself. You do you like you can say physically the, the the reflection of yourself, but if you truly look deeply into somebody's eyes, which I find strange that it's very difficult for a lot of people to do these days mm-hmm. for somebody to make like I see it with like my nephews I see it with like, especially a lot of younger people and I don't mm-hmm. know if the trauma of the pandemic and making the propaganda of making each other scared of each other because we're gonna make each other sick or we are gonna, we're gonna be the, we're gonna kill our grandma, we're gonna kill our parents or whatever it is. And then just holding your mortality hostage to this virus. I mean, I don't know, but, but to look deeply into somebody's eyes and to realize you see yourself and that, like, yes, we are all walking each other home. And one day I'm gonna take off this costume. And realize yeah that was a fun trip being hobby i'm glad i'm back in my permanent side of the void or whatever it is you know it's just like like i said you know i think like we said i i truly think that we are made in god's image or the universe's image or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you want to to call it and you know we come back to this world or purgatory or this place of suffering because like I said, if we are in pursuit of this perfect utopia politically or culturally that you see now with, you know, and they, and we fulfill all of our hedonistic pleasures, you know, if, if every day we got to eat cake and hang out and we're completely safe and we weren't scared of anything and, you know, all we could do is, is fill our days with banging and doing whatever and having freaking orgies and all sorts of stuff that I guarantee, you know how, you know, how long I think that would last how long a week maybe (laughs) i think it would last a week and then somebody would want to fuck it up and burn it because like i said i think our nature is to ride for us to ride that wave between chaos and order to be on that border wall of that to see the to to map the unknown and to seek refuge in our safety but If we are in either or, if we are in the safeness, if we are in the hedonics of pleasure, if we're always safe, we will find a way to bring chaos. Mm. And if we are so much in the chaos, we are so scared and so fearful that we stay stagnant, that we are paralyzed, just like a deer and seeing headlights. So for us as human beings, we find the most pleasure. We find the most alive, being alive, whatever that term means. But for me, that means riding that wave between the unknown and the known. And I think that's what God's doing. And maybe that's, maybe that's our purpose is that God puts us this costume on as Chris fucking Coco and Javi Trujillo. And he wants us to go through these things or she or she, whatever the fuck you people want to call it. But it's just, I think him in himself is like the void. He's just riding that unknown. and And I think that's where life thrives, you know, is that line between that. Chaos and order, and I think that's what we're doing. We're if we're made in God's image, I think that's what He's doing with us, in all of our little forms, you know, until we go back to the whole or uh, absolute or the unboundless love, as you want mm-hmm. to call it. But you know, I think, I think, I think, he, like anybody else, he gets bored of that and wants to ride that way. you know, because
1: <laughs> that known is all in our minds. Yes. That known is all in our mind. Yeah, and we really start to let that go. Yeah, it's been really, uh, really interesting, dude. Like the deeper I've gone onto the spiritual path to realize, like, just like get comfortable with myself, just to really be honest with myself, and be like having to let go of that part of me that wants to like be comfortable. Mm. Like it's incredibly uncomfortable. The deeper I've gone, the because. It's been my experience. I don't know how, how much healing work you've done, but there's like spiritual healing techniques that are just. I love therapy, dude. I love Western therapy. And <laughs> I've seen it help a lot of people. And like there's something about adding that firepower of the mystery, firepower of divinity, like into that, which dramatically accelerates it. You know, I can dramatically. And in doing, <laughs> having gone for you, you know, gone, gone as far as I have in that. It's like, dude, no suffering really is real, like really is real. It's a, there's some element of illusion to it. Cause I think the ultimate truth is like, you're saying we're all God. It's all kind of one thing. And there's not really a problem in that true nature, but there's a lot of problems here at the level of our ego and a lot of illusion so to work through that untruth we go like balls deep in the suffering and i find myself just like protesting and like you know (laughs) shaking my fist at the god like this is terrible
0: oh yeah dude that's just like you know you know that's just like buddha under the bodhi tree that's that's uh jesus on the cross saying father why have you forsaken me why have you left me with such a a a moment of suffering and pain and why have you been utterly abandoned me to to live this you know and i think as human beings and i think that's what's so difficult for people that don't have some type of spiritualness to them um i think they live in that despair and that's why they decide to to you know be so i mean essentially what i mean I think it's very difficult for me because growing up, I was really into philosophy and particularly existentialism and postmodernism, where it's like, okay, well, you know, we've gone to a certain point in this physical realm with science and all this that's led us to look at, I mean, the ability for me to talk to you from, you know, miles and miles away in real time is, is, you know, science and engineering and all that. But I feel now that as I get older, that that's only one frame of, of, of reference that I can look through that there are certain things outside of of science outside of a uh, that that don't they help us to live but they don't help us to how to live if that makes sense you know I think that like if if you know we only see through the lens that everything if all I have is a hammer then everything is a nail and then it, nothing nothing will work you know and and I think that yeah, dude, it's I think for, for a lot of us, you know, even people who I would say we're, you know, we're in pursuit of something more than than this physical world, that every now and then we do feel abandoned because we are met with the unbearing weight that is life, mm-hmm. the unbearing weight of suffering suffering, of physical suffering, of mental sorrow, of yeah, of emotional trauma and pain that nobody in this life no matter how good they have it everybody is is bearing is carrying some type of pain with them yeah you know i mean i'm pretty sure even fucking jeff bezos for all the fucking shit that he got going on that that dude is carrying something It's like why would you want like why like why would you want to just consolidate all this power like unless you had something that you just can't fucking fix inside yourself you know i think totally you know, there's there there's there's something to that, and I think that the existential angst that people who chose choose not to believe that there is something bigger than ourselves, something that we're devoting our suffering to, that hopefully will outlast our lifetimes. Um, I think that's why they say, "Fuck it, I'm just going to eat the sandwich. I don't care, dude. Uh, if I'm a piece of mold on the sandwich, that's what I'm going to do." And I mean. You know, I mean, I think that's why, like, you and me gravitated towards fighting, gra- gravitated towards jujitsu, particularly we were growing up in a uh, corporate, how I call it, progressive religion where, okay, there is no God or anything like that. So the state will watch over you. The state will provide you with everything you need. Um, corporations, capitalism will or particularly consumerism will fulfill all of your needs to nullify that pain. Oh, if I just get this new car, you know, I get the new, the new, you know, whatever, the new fucking Ferrari, then I get a bang more chicks and then that's going to, now I'm going to feel better for like, yeah. you know, 10 minutes.
1: Yeah. Now then,
0: then what do I got to get after that? And then, you know, just like that scene in Fight Club where fucking uh, Jack is just looking at the Ikea catalog like it's a porno mag. He's just trying to, it's like, what, 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 uh, you know, what, what plate set defines me as a person, oh. you know, it's, and, and I think for guys like us who are, I, I think we, we're not castorized. We're not, we're not a fucking uh, cattle. We're not sheep. And I think that's what the state kind of does to men is the moment that we give in and say, all right, no matter what I do these things are, are folly. These things are, you know, I, I'm going to suffer. I'm going to go through pain. I'm going to get sick and I'm going to die. Once I accept that, then what do I want to do with my life? If I know that these things can't fulfill me because they're all impertinent, they're all passing, they're all fleeting. And I realized, you know, in my early twenties, and I think that's why, like, I mean, I don't know my, like, a lot of people think like they find it odd, like when I, I lose something or something breaks and I'm just like, eh, whatever, mm-hmm. you know? And it's just like, how are you like, don't you care? Like, why don't you take care of your stuff? I'm like, well, I used it. I took as good of care of it as I could and it broke and all right, or I lost it or it was stolen. Okay, well, why? And this is, well, because I truly believe the things that you own end up owning you. And when you start accumulating too much stuff that you lose sight of what's important and I don't know, man, I just don't, I just, I just think that, yeah, as a man, particularly once you understand that those things are going to happen and that the greatest men, I mean, we keep talking about Buddhists. We keep talking about Jesus. We keep talking about all these, all these people who are outliving. you know, let's say in the sense of the traditional Greco Roman sense, they, they believe that you live two deaths, your physical death, and the last time somebody speaks your name, right. We still speaking of those people. So they're still not dead in a sense, you know, in the physical sense either. So those people endured ungodly suffering. let's just take Buddha, for example, because people get weirded out when you talk about Jesus. So Buddha starved himself completely to death. He, you know, he did all sorts of crazy stuff out in the woods you know he's walked over you know miles and miles he's got sick at towards the end of his life when he accepted food knowing he was going to get sick and die like he embarrassed an ungodly amount of suffering when he could have just lived inside of his castle and his palace and fucked all day and enjoyed himself and become the ruler of the unknown world but he chose to bear his bear his suffering to the fullest and once I believe, as a man, you choose to bear that cross, you bear to carry that rock up the hill like Sisyphus, and you can find enjoyment out of it,
1: I feel you do find everlasting life. Yes. Yeah, there's something beyond fear and pain and pleasure, there's a transcendent spiritual consciousness that. Is beyond the pleasure of that castle, and beyond the suffering that we endure. There's something beyond man, and it's really hard. It's, yeah, it's challenging to stabilize there, because even touching upon it and the punch holes that I've been, you know, trying to make, I have to go through my own weakness to get there. Yeah, I have to go through my. <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm not
1: talking like I suck at bench press. I'm talking like my being. This is like is weak and needs life to be a certain way. And
0: you yeah, know I, yeah, absolutely, dude. Like I, I honestly, you know, the more I think about it, and the older I get, uh, the more I realize, the more you're willing to bear your suffering and to not be a victim by it. Because I feel in this secular Religion that America, in particular, is living in, or particularly Western uh, thought, is that you know they honor the victimization and they honor, they 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 believe that that is um, true enlightenment and to be a victim to live in fear to. I feel like they, they cherish these traits when in reality, it's like I move in spite of the fear. I will not be a victim to my outside circumstances. It doesn't matter where I came from. It doesn't matter my class. It doesn't matter my education level. It doesn't matter where, what physical ailments or mental ailments that I have, but I bear that cross. I push that rock up the hill despite the fact of what it is that you feel I am lacking. And I feel that that when I see people like that and I, I can, and I look at them, I see who they really are. And I think that's why jujitsu and fighting is, is so fucking beautiful because it's a physical manifestation of that in real time. You know, I like, like we took, said on your podcast, it was like, well, I find the beauty in it when I see two dudes, especially, you know, the best fucking fighters are the ones where it's a back and forth. Nobody, I mean, everybody loves like a cool, quick knockout or anything like that. But man, people love a fucking barn burner. <laughs> Somebody who has no understanding of technique or, or strategy in martial arts can appreciate something like that. Seeing two men trying to overcome each other and overpower each other's will in this outside, outside circumstances to say that I will bear this suffering because I believe in myself enough that I can overcome this obstacle you know, and I think that, that that's something that has, you know, and I hope we get out in in the world with this podcast is that, you know, man, you, you gotta look in life and find something that's worth suffering for, you know, you being a victimhood and being a victim saying that, you know, it's, oh, it's because of my race or, oh, it's because I didn't have this growing up or it's because I was too poor or because I don't have a college education or just like, no, dude, it's, you, you will suffer. That's, that's a fact, but find something that despite you getting up early in the morning, despite you fucking hurting, and despite you feeling very insecure about yourself, that you pursue something and whatever it is that you pursue dis- despite all those odds against you and you find enjoyment of it. I think that's what your
1: life fucking purpose is. Yeah. And like I you t- were saying on my podcast, hobby the that that fight when you step into changes <coughs> with yourself, And in the Bhagavad Gita, Arjuna, Krishna says, Arjuna, like be Arjuna, be the master of your mind, not a thousand armies, master your own mind. And that metaphor we opened up with of Lord Ram killing the demon king, that demon king, like that whole epic is in some ways, a metaphor for our own, <laughs> our own human microcosm, that battle inside of us, that weakness that just wants what it wants and one doesn't want to question it. The part of us that you and I are sitting here and say, we're going to sit here and say, what am I really? There's going to be all this ignorance that comes up and says, fuck that, man. I don't want the truth oh, you're telling me suffering's illusion and I need to like to go all the way through that. I need to like process the suffering through my being to find out that it's ultimately not real. (laughs) Ultimately not real. And on the other
0: side is your true self. Yeah. And you'll realize that your true self is something beautiful, something that you love. And once you realize that, you realize it in the individuals around you. And for whatever reason, the God or universe put certain people in your lives to be reflections of that. In a good or in a bad way. You know, there are toxic people in your life. There are, and I think it's for a reason. And I think we despise them. What we despise, we attract in some ways, as well as we aspire to be around good things. And just trying to discern that and walk through that and and finding out and trying to weed that out in yourself, those people eventually drop behind and all you are left are with people who are reflections of the best parts of
1: you, I feel. Have you heard of the mirror concept? Like no. everything that we react to is inside of us. And a lot of, I've heard it like, just some evolved people talk about this with, with Trump, right? Like, like, fuck, you know, I have such a strong reaction to this dude and like really accountable, like a teacher, like sad was like he would always keep, you know, he would kind of like shit talk Trump. And he said, really, you know, I just took an honest look at myself one day and I found like lower masculine narcissism inside of me. And he just able well, that like, what I was reacting to Trump was inside of me. Um, Which I
0: think is what a lot of people, I think that's what I get from the phenomenon that is him was that I think for a lot of us, it's like, dude, that guy is exactly what I was hoping to be growing up—super stupid billionaire, who shits on a gold toilet, only fucks models, and become president of the fucking United States and try and be Jesus reincarnated to some fucking people. That is what every dude's fucking American dream is. I don't give a fuck who you are. You wish you were that, and you fucking pissed that it wasn't you. It's some fucking asshole with some weird fucking hair or dyed way too orange. Obviously a fucking idiot, bro. He's a Rodney Dangerfield. Of the fucking political class like he's literally the dude from rodney dangerfield's character from fucking caddyshack he wanted to be in the club everybody made fun of him he got super butthurt about it he fucking made fun of everybody and got to the top and everybody's mad because he didn't play by any of the rules none of us are i mean i fucking i had my hate for the man too at a certain point but then it's like well, i can't hate on i can't hate the player i just gotta hate the game what the fuck I want? What am I supposed to say, dude? It's just, you know, he is what he is, but what I, but yes, I think that too is that he is a, he was a reflection of a lot of people's narcissism. I think a reflection yeah. of a lot of, of how people view themselves inside as well. You know, he's saying, he would say the loud, he would say the quiet part out loud constantly. And a lot of people can't bear to, to witness that truth you know that mm-hmm. you know what that all these things that you completely hate about him every prior American president was also doing the same thing he was mm-hmm. just so um he was just so open about it yeah, which is what actually. I think p- pissed people off because you're, you're like dude okay we get it we know this is what American presidents do but you can't be saying the fucking quiet part out loud. it's like, oh, you know, we sold a lot of my guns to Saudi Arabia. Really great deal. Really great deal, everybody. I'm just saying, sold a lot of guns. It's a great deal for us. It's a great deal for Americans. It's like, what the fuck are you not supposed to be telling people that we sell them motherfucking guns to everybody? I'm like, God damn it, dude. This guy's an idiot. Really bad hombres on the fucking border. That's all I'm saying, everybody. Real bad hombres. Oh, sending the rapists. They're sending the, they're sending the worst of the worst. Haiti's a shithole country. Mr. Guzzi, Haiti's not a shithole country, bro. Come on, dude. Like, like it doesn't matter, bro. He's, he, he is. He is a reflection of the things that we don't like about ourselves.
1: And it was that Ravina, man. Huh? He's our <laughs> own Ravana, man. He's our own, uh, yeah, demon king. Yeah, you know uh, But, and but the thing
0: that gets me worked up, and what I love sharing memes or posting things about him is. Seeing the emotional trigger from some people where I feel like they have this, um, how can I say, like, they feel that they have some moral superiority over this man because they despise the things that he says. But in reality, the tribalism or the egotistical thing of us versus them, when they get their man into power and he is literally doing the same fucking things except he's being quiet about it, or it's being censored, that that they say nothing. Mm -hmm. And that's what really bothers me, that it's not the principles and values that you care. It is the view, how it looks. And as long as it looks okay, it looks familiar, it doesn't matter if it's still shit. But it's all shit. And that's the thing that bothers me about it, and that's why I like, yeah, you know, what, yeah. Maybe. It's just it's fun to see a rise out of people when they can't can't hold that standard when it's not somebody that's when it's somebody on their team. They they look they take a blind eye to it, and that's something that I can't stand for because I'm, I mean, like I said, dude, I've I've I pursued the things that I pursued because I was just like you, am seeking the truth, and I seek the truth through physical combat because it is hard. It is putting my body through suffering. I carry injuries and scars on my, on my body and my face from it. And I wear them proudly because I have a better understanding of who I am. And I feel like that I, I, what I despise in this world is hypocrisy and people that don't live by what they say. I find, you know, I find it um, distasteful for people who are you know anybody who speaks about saying that humans are like a plague or a virus on the world like for some reason i automatically know like this person's a little bit evil because there's something inside them that they hate about themselves for them to say that p- human beings are a virus to this planet we're polluting the planet we're taking all the resources like bro like
1: for sure their self-love is uh, a <laughs> yeah well it's
0: like a wall shit dude if people are such humans let's just line them up Let's dig some ditches and let's line them up and just start popping them one by one. Right? Problem solved. You know, it's like what? It's like, listen, man. You know, human beings aren't perfect beings. There's nothing on here that's that's a perfect anything. You know, we're all trying to be better. I think in, most people are trying to be better. You know, and to say that we're some type of disease or plague on this planet, and I feel that's that's just a ref, a reflection into their soul and their mind. For me, that there's something a little bit dark in this person that he hasn't figured out. And when I kind of want to stay away from you. <laughs>
1: yeah. When anyone comes to, uh, clients come to me, you know, to complain and sometimes, <coughs> there's sometimes there's context to address it. Sometimes it's sometimes it's not, sometimes it's there, sometimes it's not. Um, but I always just kind of realize, cause I, it used to be hard when I would see it for myself that what mm. I was reacting to was inside of me. Now it's like a gift I'm like, oh, thank you. Now it's cool enough, my, you know, Hopefully my ego is like not that many, not as strong of a defense mechanism where it's like, oh my God, this person's a mirror for me. I need to go judge myself. But now i was like, oh, cool. Thank you for pointing that thing out. Oh yeah, like thank yeah. you for showing these pieces of myself. But I know when people come to complain about someone else, like that's inside of you, huh? It's hard to see, we don't wanna see it. It's not a problem, but we can all be self-accountable in that way and forgive it and move it through.
0: Yeah. And I think that's something that's kind of lost on a lot of people is the concept of forgiveness. Um, I think as human beings, including myself, we are, especially myself, or, or, you know, I, I hold myself to a high standard. And when I fall short, Mm -hmm. I, you know, will, will be my hardest critic. I will not let go of it on myself. And I have caught myself doing that a lot for mistakes that I made in the past, whether it be hurting people or hurting myself or, mm-hmm. you know, my sheer laziness when it's like in the pursuit of something, when it's like, Oh, I know I could have done that better. Or, Oh, I know I could have been a little bit more disciplined on myself or, you know, when, when I've just been shitty to people, you know, and, um, that's something right now, dude, I've been having a little bit of difficulty and I think it's just because maybe the I'm not training as much. Uh-huh. Um, and I think, and that I'm finding myself to lash out a little bit more over smaller things because I still like I, I remember to like, you know, before we got on this podcast, I listened a little bit of our old one. And I remember you had said something that for, for some reason, like since we had that conversation, it stuck in my mind is that martial arts status, like in the past lives, we were warriors. And what is a what does a soldier act like, Javi? Is he's hypercritical of himself, hypercritical mm-hmm. of others and will not tolerate weakness, will not tolerate, you know, a lack of discipline. And, and so like, I find myself kind of being snippy with people. And maybe it's because I can't work out that energy through martial arts Mm -hmm. as much as I used to, you know, I mean, when I was in Thailand, I was in, and even in Wanchiko, I was training you know, four hours a day, you know, two hour sessions and two hour session at night, every day dealing with conflict violence and all that. And even though I know it's controlled, I know it's that, that energy is essentially a negative energy, but it still lingers as much, you know, I feel like I haven't found a better outlet to release that. Like today, before we got on this podcast, I felt that all day. I was just you know, very short with people, very, you know, angry, and, you know, I just, I called up some of my students, and I was like, you guys want to MMA spar today? Sure, and just told them afterwards, like, oh my god, dude, I just feel so much better now that I did that, like, I feel much clear minded, but on the drive home, I was sitting in my mind, or just thinking in my head that I have to find a healthier outlet, because at a certain Mm -hmm. point, my you know, God forbid, but my body's going to give out and I won't be able to do it as much anyways.
1: So yeah. I have to look for something outside of that. You know? So this is a question, man. You can, our, our human psyche is comprised of all these different fragmented parts. It's not a whole. Mm-hmm. If all of us wanted one thing, we like have it. So if you just close your eyes and ask who is it that's feeling reactive, just internally or externally ask who is it that's feeling reactive? Who is it that's feeling short with other people? And let a memory or let a version of yourself like pop up. It can be a representative image. It can be something from the past, anything. Who is it that's feeling reactive? You can see like a little hobby or some, you can literally get in your your scopes and your sights, that part of you. And then you can blast it with soul light man and compassion or forgiveness or whatever it needs. You got anything? Does anything make itself known to you? Yeah, dude. I I, uh,
0: I just kind of always like envision myself as a you know like young you know young ten year old little, little little fat kid, <laughs> just um, you know just kind of feeling helpless and at the whim of of everyone around them and wow. and not feeling ever in control of my own life. Like the only way I could find control was drawing because it, it had, I've always felt like I always had a fidgetness. And I think that's why I like, I've always led martial arts because of that fidgetness, that, that, that energy to move could be channeled into something creative. And, and I felt that drawing and, 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 and uh, illustrating kind of gave me an outlet even later in life. Like when I felt that way, like my last year in Chico, and every time that I've noticed I've had a hard issue in life, it's I find myself drawing or, or creating some type of piece of art because I feel like I have physically no control over my external circumstances. And wow, dude. it's a way of like letting an outlet,
1: you know, and um, um, I guess just. The, the Is there a feeling of being so no control over the circumstances that's. Yeah just kind of at the whim of life,
0: just at the whim of life and at the whim of other individuals, man. And and, yeah. And, um, I, you know, I just don't, I, uh, for some reason and not being able physically to overcome those moments, uh, feeling weak, feeling soft and not being able to because I was young, you know, you, when you're around adults and everybody, they're bigger people than you, they can control you. You know, they could literally pick you up, you know, and having that utter feeling of helplessness is like, I would feel is like the closest thing to hell to me, mm-hmm. you know? and just always, even as a little kid, always just trying to find some type of control to manifest that creativity and to take that into something. And I think that's why I find myself drawing because it's a little sheet of piece of paper that is
1: nothingness and at least creating something in it. Mm. That makes sense. I don't know. But- Good insights, Javi. Good insights. Did you have that connection to that kid before? You see him frequently? And yeah. then we, can, we see that we had like obviously it, those vulnerable feelings of being helpless, dude, that the natural human reaction is to cover that vulnerability with like reactivity, right? Cause we, we want to get space from it. Like when my grief, right? It's like, oh shit. Let me like, boom, 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 like dun, dun, dun. layer, 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 wall, wall, wall. So if you can get as you so honestly and I so can did it, got to that, that vulnerable layer of feeling helpless. If you can work there, you can then easily take out the reactivity. So dude, if we just do an experiment, if you just fall back like into that space through your heart and see if you can feel like your spiritual heart is one with all of life and unaffected by any of it. It is that eternal heart that can't be broken by anything. Just let it expand. Like there's almost a wholeness there, needing nothing. a peace there it's all good even when we are suffering and then almost if you were to look from that wholeness at that 10 year old and just open to his feeling state and kind of like laser beam your love and forgiveness to him Just keep your body relaxed, keep your breath moving and just open to his emotional state so it can leave and be healed. And let his pain just ventilate. His feelings of helplessness, ventilate and leave. Simultaneously, just keep pouring your love directly into his emotional being and into him. You can almost see him start to become luminous with your light. that kid receiving the love from the larger you
0: feels good dude it's just like uh, you know coming to a realization that you had to go through that sense of helplessness in order to know what it feels like to be empowered I guess and yeah. kind of forgiving that weakness that I felt that I'd, I'd seen in myself and letting go of it because I didn't know that I didn't know you know that it didn't know yeah and being okay with that and knowing that that those moments define me to empower me
1: to be the man that I am now yeah man can you (coughs) visualize yourself giving that kid a hug or like some enlightened being that you have an affinity for
0: yeah you
1: know I, I definitely can you know and um
0: yeah, that and will, Yeah.
1: And then, yeah. <clears throat> that will help integrate the energy. Hmm. Cuz these parts are split off in our psyche. You want to bring them back in. Love them back into wholeness. So he's not my friend oh well, cool dude i wasn't
0: expecting this to be a fucking like therapy session, bro Thought we were gonna fucking just riff talk about fucking pussy yeah, I'm fucking just... <laughs> 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 yeah man that's that's cool dude i love that that was awesome man you know? yeah dude
1: so we always know man like in addition to all the amazing training you do man you can use that question who is it that's feeling this and you get a bead to it and you go into your prayer you go into your You're alone time, man. You're silence and you can just start to work with all these parts. So the question
0: you always want to ask yourself when like, I don't know, I mean, I guess you're kind of out of your, you know, out of yourself or you lash it out or whatever your ego takes over. It's just, just asking yourself. What was the question
1: again who is, you know so with any kind of negativity that we identify in ourselves or any kind of suffering we ask who is it that's suffering right now who is
0: it that's suffering who right is now?
1: it that's pissed off but uh, like boop, boop, boop. and we can just close the eyes and our our being will give us an answer it's a part of our psyche hmm. So instead of you know when i get upset instead of like giving my power away like that person like okay who is it that's upset with that person okay cool it's this part of myself and i just we can just sit and love it and There's so much healing resources there. We kind of just pour that in that part of us and it will mature it, it will integrate it. And uh, yeah, we become more whole.
0: That's cool, man. That's
1: healing the, putting the pieces of the broken mirror together, yeah? Yeah, exactly, exactly. And there's a lot of power too, man, like that warrior mentality to question our ego. Because our ego wants to like, fuck you. I'm just going to run amok. I'm going to do all the negative shit I wanted to <laughs> You want to question me? How dare you? Of course. <laughs> but no ego. Nope. Just kind of lovingly. And then, yeah. And if we can go deep into our own pain like that, man, just like you can go deep into fight camp with folks, we can go deep into the pain of others. We can like sit with them and like not flinch. Like it's cool. Mm. Like I've stood in that. I felt hopeless too. Like I know it, and I've healed it, and I know you can do it too. Mm. You start to be just have this big presence for other people. Mm. Yeah, not back down. That's cool, man. It's really cool. Whereas, I do feel better. Yeah, there's this kind of beauty that opens up, man. There's this love. There's something sacred about it. There's something totally sacred about healing these parts that don't haven't experienced that healing energy before. Man, if the world has had more of this, we wouldn't have to... <laughs> we could drop a whole bunch of masks, man. A whole bunch of insincerity and a whole bunch of stuff that masks, just what needs to be healed. Absolutely, dude. I have so fucking money. Well, fucking hell, Chris. Like, that, was, that was cool, man. I'm good. I'm so excited that we did this. That makes me happy. <laughs> Thank you for being open, Javi. You're such a cool, awesome open mind, man. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, you know, I I feel it's necessary, you know, for like to be a warrior, to be on a path, you know, uh, martial arts. So, you know, I mean, you always hear that fucking, uh, what's that? Like, you know, that bullshit saying it's, you know, it's 90, 90% mental, 10% physical, you know, but uh, Um the martial artist path that I think, like I said, is just to understand oneself. And in doing that, you have to take on things that are just outside of the physical, because, you know, the, you have to take on all types of techniques, both eternally, mentally, spiritually. So, because the, at the end of the day, what I want to do as a martial artist is to express myself honestly mm-hmm. through my physicality and however i express myself in it like i said i want to express myself truly as i am not as an image or as a a tough guy or as whatever but who i am in that moment and if it's captured on film if it's captured in something then great but uh you know that that's what it's it it's given me, you know, it's like a lot of people would say, Oh, that's, you know, whatever, that's some bullshit, wooly stuff or this or that. But it's like, well, you know, until you try it, you don't know. And I, I think it's really important on this journey of, of self-discovery, like, you know, you have to embrace the
1: unknown to make it known. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of these patterns in our psyche, they, um, they're familiar. They're yeah. They're the known and they think they know how life is going to be until we die. Life's gonna be dangerous, or women are, women are rude, or, you know, whatever. or whatever, whatever generalized pattern, right? We think All we know right. how it is. So to really let that go and be like, I don't know, man, this path doesn't define, and like hang 10 on the unknown. Hmm. How exciting <laughs> and yeah. terrifying exciting and terrifying (laughs) absolutely dude i mean that's that's fucking cool chris yeah where's the hardest place for you to go man is there a hardest place for you to go within your own psyche is there some place that
0: be just being generally vulnerable with people um i feel i feel i have to very you know I have to analyze a person. I have to put them through a lot of shit tests before I can validate them as to letting them in to who I am, you know? And I think just, just being, yeah, just like I said, just being vulnerable. And even with people that are close, I feel like there's just certain things that I just don't want them to see because I just, you know, and, and I kind of find myself when I'm, I'm truly hurt. And I think what, I think I guess what I would I would say personally would it and I would I feel is my biggest issue is when I want to be heard or I want, you know, I'm always trying I'm an artist. And an artist tries to express himself. And when I feel like I'm trying to honestly express myself and those fall on deaf ears, or I feel that somebody isn't really listening, but just waiting till it's their turn to speak if that makes sense mm-hmm. or not caring for what i have to say or disregard it as nothing for some reason i feel like that is like the biggest insult because i'm opening myself up to you the most vulnerable parts of me or opening up something to you and it falls on deaf ears or you simply don't care or now I think the worst and I find this is when I find myself to be the most vindictive in life is that you use that vulnerability as a way to try and manipulate me and, and, and try and, you know, um, use it to control me, which I've explained to you, I think at the end of the day is what I hate the most. I don't like it when an outside force tries to control me, particularly finding the weakest part when I open myself up to somebody and they use that then. I feel goddamn it, dude. I don't care if it, I don't care if it, I'm in this house with you, I will burn it down and we'll both go down in flames. Unfortunately, I know how to live in fire, so I'm gonna walk out of it afterwards, you know. But then I just burnt this person's house down and I almost killed myself in the process, you know. And I've I've seen it enough times in my life, you know, and I feel like that's what your 20s are for is just dealing with the bullshit of your teens and your childhood. And taking it out on enough people that you kind of realize, yo, uh, maybe you got to catch this, you know, if you're trying to be better or you fall into that cycle forever and God forbid, I pass it on to my kid, you know, and, um, you know, I think like, like I said, you know, man, I mean, guys like you and me, we're trying to break out of that mold. We're trying to break out of that karmic cycle. We're trying to do those things. And I believe, and I think that's why I really wanted to do this podcast because, like, when I was doing it the, the year before and um, re-listening to some of them and seeing myself formulate thoughts and seeing how other people like you and other friends of mine, um, you know, getting the opportunity to kind of re-listen it and analyze all of it, um, I felt as a person, I felt a lot better because I kind of understood myself a little bit more you know, and could formulate my thoughts and and how I feel about things. And I think that's what's really cool about this, you know, and especially since I have such great friends, you know, I feel I am an accumulation of the people that I hold close to me and I respect because, like I said, I believe that most of my people that I keep in contact with and I really care about and I really respect are people that I find are, are very good people. I feel they're very interesting people and I feel like they have something great to say. And I mean, that's why I wanted to do this because who knows, man, like maybe this only reaches out to 99 people, but i truly believe if you can reach one person, like we said, and it lights that candle, that'll eventually light more candles that I'm doing my service as a
1: human being. Yeah. Truly, man. Just letting it rip, following that highest excitement. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, man. Um,
1: Absolutely.
0: Yeah, dude. But that's that's what I would definitely think is my biggest thing is to, if especially when they push for it. If somebody pushes to see that side of me and I put you through my shit test and then I open up to you and then you just fucking just swish it off and it's like, okay all right well now now the gloves come off you know oh. and for some reason i don't know why like and i think that was my problem why i got off facebook was like i had there were some people that were saying some fucking mad shit on fucking facebook about it. i was like bro i'm gonna open up to you what i've seen in southeast asia when it came to comment or when people started talking this way and i try to Open myself up for somebody to be like, "Oh yeah, you're a fucking Nazi. You're a fucking manana. Don't listen to this guy with his flowery words." And it's like, "Oh hell no, dude! I just try to be a fucking human being to you." And now, now I have to put the fucking samurai mask on. Now I gotta put on the fucking the face paint, the war paint, because you will not see the human in me anymore. I will show you. What it is that you project, <laughs> and <laughs> and I and that realization, and I think that comes from that warrior code because you know, like uh, I think about it, like a, there's a famous uh, quote, not a quote, but like a, a passage from this book called The Gates of Fire, where the Spart—it's about the Spartan warriors, and when they go to battle, they have like this bracelet with a twig on it, and it has like etchings of their name. It's kind of like a dog tag, essentially. And that's how they count the numbers to see of how many people died that day. And they, so they break off their stick, they throw it in a bowl. And then after the days end of battle, um, didn't pick up their stick out of the bowl, we can tell who died that day. And they say that when, before they go into battle, they say that, okay, when you break this stick, what you're leaving behind is your humanity. What you're leaving behind is your family. What you're leaving behind is your love what you're leaving behind is all the things that make you a good man and you must leave just the beast. You must leave no empathy. You must feel nothing but to kill and to destroy so that you may come back to those things that you love, but you must abandon it in the name of battle. And the only way you can come back to it is if you devoid yourself of all those things that the good of humanity and embrace the things that destroy kill is the only way you can get it back and it's that's that's um i guess that's for me is the biggest the biggest the the most heartbreaking thing especially when there's you know especially stuff that's so dividing right now when you try and show my humanity to somebody and they want war Then I will give you war. <laughs> you know, <laughs> But it's like, you don't, you, and the thing, I guess that bothers me is, in, and I try and forgive people and I just try and get out of it. It's just that these, none of these people know violence, Chris, they don't train. They've never been in a fight in their entire life. They've never embraced or been with conflict. So when you say a couple of words like, Hey dude, I don't fucking respect you. Oh, you're getting mad, bro. You're getting mad. And it's like, Not yet, but if you keep poking the bear, I will let you know, and then you will know that side of me, and I think that that's something, but at the end of the day, I don't want people to think, like, I don't know that as a martial artist, and somebody's been doing this shit for 15 fucking years of my life, dealing with conflict is something, you know, I understand and know very well. We work security at fucking LaSalle's. We know how crazy that shit was. You're fucking, you know, we, you know, I've, I've worked as a bodyguard for people I've done all sorts of fucking madness, you know, and, and been in violent confrontations outside of fighting outside of the gym. I've dealt with it. And, and what I've come to the conclusion is, is that men who you would think that don't have any control of themselves because that I choose to do these things on a daily basis. No, I have more control over myself than you do because you're saying things and you're, you're doing things that in, in, in any situation, you know, you it will lead to conflict, and I think a lot of people are very ignorant to that fact. And I think people need to understand that because I truly believe in this new coming age. Like, remember when we talked about last year when I said, "Listen, everybody, fucking at the end of the day, this fucking narrative comes down to a fucking bat. We think whatever fucking bat ended the bat soup, or some fucking asshole scientist went in a bat cave." Or some fucking, they've they, they you know, got bat urine. This, this is the newest name. They think they got bat fucking urine on them fucking, so sprayed on the lab coat. Some motherfucker walks through the market, and that's how this fucking shit came from. A lab leak from a bat fucking pissing on a fucking scientist. I don't fucking know. But it comes down to the bat. And the bat is a symbol of fucking awakening. An animal that can see through the fucking darkness and the fucking horse shit. And that's how we have to evolve. And that's how you have to evolve. You have to wade through all this fucking horseshit in the darkness that's inside of you. And in that middle of that darkness, that fucking unknown, the fucking void, do you find the light? Do you find your enlightenment? And for fucking men in this fucking world, you know, as, as fucking Jesus said on the Sermon on the Mount, and I'll fucking say it, I'm not fucking scared to fucking talk for, about this dude. I'm not afraid to talk about anything. This is fucking goddamn America. This is freedom of fucking speech. Uh, we, you and me, we're talking about fucking crazy shit because... If we don't speak in the unknown, how can we ever find the fucking truth? That's what fucking these, that's why we're allowed freedom of speech. You're going to say some wild and whack-ass shit sometimes, but you should be given that right in order to find the fucking truth in the goddamn unknown. And what I'm trying to fucking find is that what, like we've been saying all night, what the fuck is going on? And everybody has to know, you got to look through that like a bat looks in the fucking darkness. You got to fucking thrive in the darkness because that's what we're in the middle of right now mm. and you will find your truth just like how a fucking bat fucking thrives in absolute unknown the void you got to find your fucking truth and i think that's what all this pandemic is in a in fucking thing is everybody's realizing all the horseshit that we've been fucking eating every goddamn day and pretending it's food you're realizing it's fucking horseshit. Uh, your fucking egos fucking horse shit. Your, our fucking lives are fucking horse shit. and you know what we've been in pursuit of all this fucking uh, stuff we're on fucking twitter we're on fucking twitter Oh goddamn uh, fucking tinder all fucking day fucking searching trying to get our goddamn dick
1: sucked uh,
0: trying to fucking fill ourselves with all this fucking when we realize at the end of the day it's all fucking horse shit you know we're still gonna fucking die we're still gonna fucking get sick <laughs> We're trying to prevent ourselves by wearing these stupid fucking masks, Chris these stupid, <laughs> when I see the motherfucker with the double mask, dude, and the fucking visor I want to kick their goddamn fucking monkey ass, dude, because you know what, bro no matter what the fuck you do, you're gonna fucking die, you piece of shit now take it off and be a fucking human being because you ain't getting out of this alive none of us are getting out of this alive and I'm tired, and that's why I'm so fucking angry I told you that my biggest thing is people trying to control my fucking life I thought it was going to be the fucking apocalypse dude that I was going to be riding around <laughs> Mad Max all I got about being fucking dealing with was a bunch of fucking hypochondriacs on a fucking power trip. that's all I fucking got <laughs> That's all I fucking got and I'm fucking tired of it. Take off the fucking mask. Let me spew spew some fucking particles on you and you can spew particles on me like we used to do back before all this shit fucking happened and we can move on with our goddamn lives and realize that you gotta find something you're gonna fucking suffer for and you fucking gotta get it, dude. You gotta find it and that's how you're gonna live your fucking life. Otherwise, what the fuck are you goddamn doing? Take another fucking booster shot right in your fucking (laughs) you piece of fucking shit. You scared of. shit fucking motherfuckers dude biden ain't saving you kamala ain't saving you fucking dude you find me on facebook find me on instagram i'll be fucking Trujillo. fucking check yourself before you wreck yourself bro cuz big dicks in your ass are bad for you
1: my drop bro that's, that's it, it.
0: <laughs> that's fucking it dude i'm going to play some i'm going to play the american fucking i'm going to put some some American, uh, God bless America behind her. Some America, the beautiful fucking in the back of that shit. Because that's oh. what's fucking going on, dude. Everybody oh, got to get the fuck over it and live your fucking life. You're oh. going to suffer. You're going to fucking die. And it's okay. So find yes, something worth dude. living. Dude, that
1: is the Hobby Trigidio podcast shirt. You're going <laughs> to suffer. You're going to die. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wear that shit every day, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, uh, that's it uh, that's the new shirt, new shirt.
0: <laughs> it's okay it's okay dude. No, we ain't getting out of this alive dude okay, stop, trying your fucking, stop trying to run from it motherfucker that's what this shit should have showed you dude come on man when i see these motherfuckers i'm like jesus fucking christ dude it's been two years get the fuck over it man it's almost three years you're on your third booster shot, you're on your fourth booster shot, and I'm your fucking problem. You eat a fucking dick,
1: dude. Eat a eat dick. A fucking
0: dude. fat, juicy American Mexican wing right there for you, because I'm fucking over it. <sighs> we need to get over it. And I think that's what's going on right now. And I think the pushback is happening. Everybody. Yes.
1: Coming. America's fucking rising up, Javi. God damn. Oh,
0: dude, that American spirit got to come back. Cause after a while I was getting fucking, I came back, dude, because I saw how much madness Asia and Europe was. And I was like, at least my fucking red blooded blooded Americans over here. But then I started seeing the double mask, started seeing these motherfuckers, you know, just you know, wearing fucking biohazard suits I was like, come on, man, dude. Dog, I, I don't know at the end of the day. You know, you know how long I cared about the coronavirus? How long? about two and a half weeks you know when i stopped caring when i went to go take a piss in a public bathroom and i didn't even wash my hands that's when i knew i was fucking over it Chris. i knew i was fucking over it dude i was just oh, you know enough dude enough. enough it's just stop living in fear just fucking embrace your goddamn life these motherfuckers wearing do- double masks but going raw dog some chick on tinder come on dude Come the fuck on, man. Oh, my God. You know? Oh, my God. Oh, man. Oh, my, God. Oh my God. You know? You know, dude, in the same, in the same breath, dude, you know? That's like, I can't, I can't fucking, I can't get, I don't, I don't get it anymore, dude. Mass formation psychosis. I don't fucking know, dude. I just, you know, that. But, and then at the end of the day, I think at the end of the day, we just got to laugh at the absurdity and the void that is life, you know, exactly.
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah. Oh. <laughs> 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 oh. uh, you know, dude, it's just, you know, that's, that's, that's where I'm at, dude. It's just, you know, I just, I don't know if we're going to get ever back to that. I don't know. I don't frankly i don't care i'm just gonna try and live my life and i'm trying to speak my word and speak my truth and give every one of my people who i think are fucking good ass fucking people a platform to say it what they say
1: Boom, boom i don't want that shirt man make it dude i will order it i will promote it what is it what's it <laughs> you're gonna suffer you're gonna die it's okay <laughs> it's okay okay like, hey, it really you know how many people need to hear that shit <laughs> we need to fucking go to the uh, oh. we need that really just takes the power away from that fucking uh mandated vaccine you know it just takes the, the wind right out of the sails all right from out, just there's you know the campaign to run and cower in fear and try to avoid the suffering and try to avoid the death like nope no, we're actually, let's just call it how it is.
0: Just call it how it is, dude. You know, it's just, it is what it is, man. You know, like, I, you know, I mean, fuck, at that point, let's just stop driving cars so people can stop dying in cars. Could more people die in car, car accidents. Why not? Okay, I'll just stop going outside, dude.
1: Just dude. become fucking pods, like in the Matrix. I'm yeah, dude. Yeah, man, I'm I'll like-
0: go, go in the metaverse, dude. Just fucking, you know, i be sucking on Mark Zuckerberg's dong in there, dude, when I'm some weird ass avatar. And just call it good, dude. I am just over life. I cannot bear it anymore. I just want to live in a virtual fucking world where nothing bad happens and everything's fucking given to me and I don't care. And you know how long that's going to last, Chris? I guarantee a fucking week and they're going to be burning down the fucking metaverse too, because that's the human spirit and you can't fucking change evolution. You can't fucking change and create and and box in fucking god because you are a fucking god manifested
1: in a physical Boom. Form,
0: and you can't hold it back it's like a fucking tsunami wave and you cannot hold the human experience back
1: you can you will they try tried with the holocaust and the the for sure fail man they,
0: many have tried and I don't care about fucking Zuckerberg's fucking meta universe we're in his fucking goddamn Fucking white paint looking like motherfucking the dude from Star Trek. Fucking data. You motherfuckers can shut the fuck up, dude. I ain't buying it. I ain't buying it, dog. I ain't buying what you're selling. That shit's whack. That shit's whack. Go get punched in the face, dude. I'm telling you, it's riveting. It'll make you feel alive. Hi, man. that's what I'm saying. Ow. That's why I fucking like fighting, dude. I never trusted a man I didn't punch in the face. When people's fucking say, who are your best friends? <laughs> What's a best friend? Oh, you mean sparring partners? Yes. I have sparring partners that are my best friends because I love people who punch me in the fucking face because I know where we all stand.
1: Well, fucking real, right? I know
0: where we all fucking, fucking stand.
1: Real. And
0: that is good.
1: That is and good. you it's find funny.
0: a fucking problem, I mean, come on, bro. The fucking God damn it. did you find out a study right now? In the year 2022 testosterone in men has been the lowest it's ever been in 20 fucking years. They have the fucking equivalence of testosterone. The average male has the equivalent of testosterone of an 80-year-old fucking man. No. Yes. No. These fucking lymph, dick, fucking, veggie-eating motherfuckers have a goddamn steak and go get punched in the fucking face, dude. Jesus Christ, man.
1: (laughs) God damn it, dude. What what, are you going to live forever, dude? What are you going to fucking live forever, Chris? We need to start... uh, our retreat camp hobby, a trauma, karma, healing, and face-punching retreat. I'm down. We're going to the best of... We're gonna...
0: <laughs> you sign me up, dude. I am down.
1: We got to put this on, bro. We're going to put this on. We're going to bring some... It's going to slowly raise the testosterone scores back up. You're going to suffer. You're going to die. It's okay. Just... <laughs> Let's live a little bit. Let's uh. Let's live a little experience bit. Experience a little dude. bit of the suffering. And see Come on, it's man. It's not We've, so
0: bad. It's not so bad. Get outside your house for a little bit. It's all right, dude. Look at the sun is shining. There's fucking birds chirping, dude. There's squirrels fucking running around, dude. It's fucking a beautiful day. Stop staring at your goddamn screen all day. I know I have a bad habit of it, too. I try not to fucking believe that that's all that's going on. Fucking algorithms are trying to scare you as well. It's just part of it. It's fear porn. Get over it fucking life is good life is beautiful yeah some shitty
1: things are gonna happen but fucking hell who gives a fuck can learn from those challenges man because the challenges are divine too you know the challenges are divine too you ever just like really eating shit and like there's no you look back and it's like that's kind of a good lesson thanks yes
0: absolutely in hindsight they always look better In the middle of it, in the middle of it, you think, "Why the for fuck's sakes are you fucking doing this to me?" My
1: God, you fucked up! Like you really, you really, you really really make me bend over right now. Who signed off on this
0: shit? Who? Why? Why are you going to do this to me? And then in hindsight, it happened the way it was supposed to happen. And if you look through it in the right lens, you will see it made you a better person. Yeah, man. And And that's
1: that's something that. We need to learn how to work with the challenges as a yes. society, as a species, but the challenges reveal more truth.
0: Re- reveal more truth. They reveal innovation because right now the answer is stop everything, go inside, do nothing. Cause then everybody's safe. What the fucking kind of answer is that bro? I, I don't know, maybe as, as a firefighter, maybe like that, it's like, yeah, you retreat for a second, you reassess the situation and you go out and you fight the fucking thing, dude. That's how you handle a fucking chaotic situation. Yeah. When you, when it's being too much, you retreat to a safety measure and then you go out on that fucking edge of chaos and you fucking manifest and you try and fucking control the fucking chaotic thing, which is fire, which is fucking viruses, which is fucking sickness, which is fucking goddamn life. Mm-hmm. And what makes it goddamn beautiful is that you go out there and you try and fucking make something out of all the fucking chaos and fire is transforming at the end of the day. And when we walk away from it, you know what, man, you fucking have a better understanding of yourself and you have a better understanding of your goddamn environment. And that's, what's fucking pissing me off about this is that, you know what, man, you just got to get the fuck out there, dude. You fucking put on your fucking big boy pants. You salute the goddamn flag and you get your fucking ass out there. <laughs> and You fucking figure this shit out, dude. I thought we were the smartest, most brightest, most fucking greatest people. The American arrogance is our number one export to the goddamn world. And we're fucking cowering like a bunch of fucking fucking sissies, bro. What the fuck? Over a cold. I don't care. I don't care who says it. You know what? Because all the fucking fuckheads that don't fucking like me who are going to talk shit about this fucking podcast anyways – Fucking block me anyways. Because you know what? For as much as they hate Trump and all that, they love building mental walls. Build that wall. Build that wall. Something's foreign to me and it's fucking violating my 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 belief system. I can't compute. don't Blocked. Oh, come on, man. You know, dude, it's just you're fine. You know, those people aren't gonna listen to that anyways, dude. They're fucking in their own little fucking world of fear and fucking all this shit I'm, i don't care dude you can come for the ride with me you can take my hand i offer my humanity to you i try and be good and you slap it away so be it but if you I'm, i will still move on with my life but if you try and interfere with me like i think about it like we both swimming in the water right this motherfucker don't know how to swim he starts panicking i lend my hand out to him to try and fucking save this motherfucker you know what happens in most conferences they pull you down with them Mm -hmm. and i can't help you dog i'll try but if you try to just pull me down with you then i I gotta let you go yeah yeah it's not gonna work yeah get me around with your ass no 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 i'll just toss the mask at him and just fucking call it
1: good oh i feel dude i love this man this really feels like a lot of motherfuckers are over this bullshit
0: they are the thing is is that we you know majority of us Good healthy people don't aren't concerned about shit like that. I'm just trying to live my life. That's 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 what people in a good mind state are trying to do, you know? They and make fun of it. That's what I do. That's why I like I mean, like I said, most of these people block me, but every now and then I'll get some fucking little lurker on my my Instagram getting pissed off at my meme, saying you're spreading fake news, you're spreading this and that. And it's like, first of all, dude, a meme is just a joke. And and I could and I have, but I just got tired of it after a while of sharing documents, sharing CDC studies, sharing fucking anything like that because then it comes down to that's fake news, that's not real. Where are your where where? Trust the experts. I think about it, dude. They're just like fucking squawking parrots, dude. CNN parrots, I call them, dude. Trust the experts. Trust the experts. Doctor Fauci. The CDC study says ah, this. just fucking found peer review, peer review, mostly honest thing. And it's like, oh yeah, dude, you don't think fucking scientists can be corrupt, dude? You don't think fucking people trying to have these people obviously clearly show they have a political agenda? I don't. I don't care. I don't fucking care. Just let me live my fucking life, bro. Yes. If it makes yes. you fucking good, if it makes you feel better to get a vaccine, go ahead. Don't get mad at me and make me another just fucking you want to get your genetics like all fucked up it's all right chris don't worry dude and sooner or later our sperm is going to be worth more than bitcoin unvax sperm it's the newest thing invested (laughs) in now the new ethereum new bitcoin dude that's just going to be worth more than gold bro that's so why I'm just constantly eating a bunch of zinc and celery, just fucking building up that bank, dude. This is gonna make me a lot of money one day. Be a real uh, working, real working stiff. Got a real full freezer. <laughs> <laughs> a real full freezer. <laughs> also, also, I'm, I'm 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 not putting this on YouTube. I'm 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 moving everything to Rumble. Was that? humble it's like an alternative to youtube where basically they don't have any censorship on free speech or anything like that YouTube
1: so. censoring that shit
0: fuck yeah dude bro half the shit we just talked about granted i mean it's a small enough channel i'll still put it on my youtube page but it's a small enough channel that it probably will be overlooked but if it gets traction or if somebody reports it us talking about the vaccines back any creating anything about vaccine hesitancy Hesitant uh, I can't even fucking say the Hesitancy. words. Hesitancy. Thank you. I'll fucking hesitate. Just do. We tell you. Just take it. Just take you it. Do not hesitate. Just take it. Be part of the team. Just take it. Take it. Well, I don't know. I mean, my doctor says that I am allergic to propylene glycol, and I mean, I'm as an athlete, I don't want to affect my. I rely on my body for work. It doesn't matter. You don't do it for yourself. Do it for everyone around you. We're in this together, Bobby. We're in this together.
1: You're still gonna get the virus.
0: You're still gonna get it. But, what, but it doesn't stop you from getting it. doesn't stop you from spreading it. Well, it's, it's more than just you. Just, just, just stop fucking questioning. Just stop questioning. Listen to the stop. experts. Peer review, peer review studies. And then, but the thing is, is that there's a lot of people like us. We just tolerate those people because we feel bad or we just feel like, okay, dude, like we we're accepting of who they are. And it's like, okay, I get it. You're really scared of dying. All this makes you feel better and because you've never done a courageous fucking thing in your life you've never done something hard this is your 1960s this is your fucking you know your civil rights movement it's like yeah i was there i fought the virus i took a vaccine that didn't have, <laughs> i fuck i didn't even pay for the fucking thing and i just got mad at people in line when they didn't fucking wear it and i reported at a jiu-jitsu school that i saw across the street from me because i saw them in there rolling spreading germs so i called the cops on i was there i made a difference and it's like no, bro. You did it. You literally sat at your home all day, beating off to free porn hub. Calm down. Calm down. We we are not the same. You're not the same, and that's okay. That's okay. Now I feel better now that I released that too, Chris, because uh, God, something yeah. that's been held in me as well. You know, <laughs> I feel better. You, know? <laughs> I, need, I need better. <laughs> but that's the thing is we we, we i think we, we tolerated for such a long time that it's just gotten to a point where it's like okay now we want a passport we want to monitor every wherever you go we want to just like hold on brother fucker. like it's bad enough you're already fucking you know monitoring everything i fucking do online you're tracking i mean my fucking microphone is on my phone dude like i guarantee half the shit we just talked about i'm gonna get ads on my fucking youtube and my facebook link for fucking shit that we talked about you know, like, I get it. They're listening to me all day. They're fucking, but probably this camera is on me all fucking day, dude. There's, you know, they're monitoring everything I fucking do. But now you want my body? You want to control my body? Oh, no, oh, too, too far, bro. Too, too
1: far. far. I'm sorry. Too much. Too much. Sorry. No, thank you. Gotta, you. Yeah. yeah. We'll keep the uh, silent, peaceful protests Keep those fires burning white. No, this is how we stop it. We buy talking.
0: Yeah. You know, I mean, like, um, I think, you know, by us openly discussing and open and having and making it okay to talk about it and discuss it and make light of it disempowers them. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important for us as individuals to talk about this shit and to say that, yeah, this is what's going on and it's okay or it's not okay. Yeah, And this is why. And I think that's, like I said, dude, this is partly why I wanted to do it, particularly this year was a goal of mine, because I know I got a lot of messages from people saying that, hey, dude, that was a pretty cool podcast. I wish you do more of that. And even if maybe it's only like less than 100 people are listening to it, that's that's 100 people that we're affecting. And hopefully for the better, you know, I don't think we're spewing hate. I mean, granted, I did go on a fucking rant there. But, but Dude, I'm sorry. It just had to be said. It had to be said, dude. I don't know. I can't. There's no if that ends up about it, dude. I just had to say
1: it, but. No, no, no. That was. I wouldn't say that was hate, man. That's motivational content. All right. I was like, gonna... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll edit
0: that. Make it a clip.
1: Please do, dude. Please okay. do. All right, man. <laughs> All right. Okay, dude.
0: Well, I better get going. I gotta go put my baby to bed. Give well, Bowie a hug for me, brother. I will, brother. I will. Always
1: great to talk to you, hobby. Yeah, dude. Okay. All
0: right, dude. So the, right? we got to make this professional, Chris. I know you're still working on your podcast. So where, if people want to get in touch with you or they want to find your podcast or any of your, like, you know, you have a bunch of meditations on your YouTube
1: page, where can they find you? Okay. Meditation for transformation on YouTube. And then there's a link if you got some crazy life challenges and you want to. Bring some light into them. There'll be a link. uh, Yeah. If you want to work with me, healing. It's what I live for. So always happy to go with people into their pain. Um, Okay.
0: What's the name of that one more time?
1: I'll shoot it over to you, brother. It's a link
0: but yeah, meditation yeah,
1: but for transformation,
0: meditation for transformation. Yes. All right. So yeah, I mean, he has some great stuff on there. I was listening to that archangel one. That was pretty cool, dude. Um, you know, like I said, Chris, you are my best buddies. I'm really happy you motivated me to do this again, dude. Hopefully this gets some good traction hopefully I can start building momentum. The goal is twice a week. So anybody listening to this and they want to hear my ass fucking rant about stupid shit, you can look forward to listening to it about twice a week. All right. And we'll Fuck make that. Yeah, hobby. We'll make we'll make that. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a T-shirt. Be like, you're gonna suffer. You're gonna die. It's okay.
1: So yes. The first hobby. Pre-order one for me.
0: Pre-order. Need- pre-order is gonna go in on now. I will get that link up to everybody.
1: You got to put like a Buddha and a honey badger on there or something.
0: <laughs> something. I'll we'll, we'll come up with something cool. I'll probably, I'm I'm. I, that's it. I'm making it. <laughs> It's gonna be sick, dude. Fuck yeah. All right, man. Fuck well, yeah. thank you again, Chris, dude. Thank I, you, Javi. I fucking love you, man. I'm, I'm love I'm, you too, buddy. Thanks, thanks for letting me do this, man. All right, I'm gonna end the recording. Yeah. Let's see.